Hey friends, welcome back to the Dear Pastor podcast. My name is Sydney. Thank you for joining me. How are you? How are you doing? How are you doing? I pray that you're well. I pray that your home is well, your your walk with God is well, whether your health is well and everything to do with you as well. Um, Pastor, today's um, podcast, I want to put out a, a warning for anyone that comes across this podcast because it's a, the 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 um, the content is a little bit sensitive but it is sensitive for a reason um so i i just want to put it out there we are going to be talking about sex before marriage we are going to be talking about pastors off the pulpit and what it looks like to parent in 2023 um we are going to be speaking about um, sex and salvation, sex out of marriage, and how it impacts people's relationship with God. But it's all within the context of pastors' children. Okay, so um, it might be sensitive, it might be triggering to some, but I pray that it will bless you if you listen to the end. Okay, God bless you. Um, so yesterday, I was having a conversation with my mum. Holy Spirit, help me to convey everything that I feel I need to say in this podcast. Amen. Um, I was having a conversation. I called my mum yesterday. Uh, She was a bit busy, but when I called her on WhatsApp video call, the first person I picked up was my ex, my ex-partner, who um, is a a dear beloved of my mum. Not necessarily me, but they have a a very thriving relationship and so from time to time he's at the house hanging out just doing his thing um and it works it works for them it works for them brilliantly um now when he picked up the phone it shocked me a lot of the times when I call my mum I'm not necessarily dressed to speak to somebody else so one of the things I asked him was what are you doing picking up my mother's phone like hello um I also said to my mum but he had left a room well at least I thought he had left a room then I said to mum like you know I'm not wearing anything like presentable like I could be coming out of the shower like how are you gonna let some just random pick up not he not that he's a random but how are you gonna let this man pick up the phone when you know it's me calling anyhow um we when it when it comes to women and their mothers and video calling I just want to say we do how we do yeah we don't have to present ourselves there's no makeup lashes wigs edges nothing's done nothing is done and I don't think anything should be done so in the context of me calling my mum it's really important for this story it's really important that I called my mum and my ex picked up and I wasn't prepared to see his face uh we don't my ex and I never video call that's just not the relationship that we have so I was very surprised to see his face when I called my mum um now the conversation my mum was busy the conversation ended um and because of that I left my phone on the staircase in my house I was busy doing whatever I was doing came back and I saw a missed call from my ex it couldn't have been more than 10 minutes so I called him back because I thought oh this has got to be about mum I called him back and he said oh I'm I wish you didn't call me back I was really hoping that you wouldn't call me back and I was like well is mum okay I just want to make sure that mum's fine he said yeah but I have an inappropriate question to ask you and I said what about mum because to me I left you with my mum and that's all I care about right now I I can't myself and my ex don't have the kind of 
a relationship where we talk about sensitive matters or anything that I would ever deem um, inappropriate. That's just simply not the relationship that we have at all. So when he's talking about this inappropriate question, I'm like, what is it? Like, what, 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 what could you possibly have to ask me? What is it? What do you want? And he said he wants to know. He, he said to me, I heard when you were on the phone talking to your mum, when you were saying, but mum, what if I'm not wearing anything and blah, blah, blah. And he said in his mind, what was cemented in his mind was the fact that I'm someone that would call my mum and I'm not, even when I'm not like dressed, I'm not put together. And then he said, immediately my partner lives my ex-partner he lives about five minutes away from my my mum's house if that so by the time this man got home he was curious to know how me as a woman of God deals with uh, feelings of intimacy yeah he knows I'm not in a relationship right now he also knows that I am uh, a believer he knows that I have very fixed views um on things now that's really important so stay with me my ex asked me how I deal with the intimacy feelings of intimacy how do I deal with that for context my ex and I dated a long time ago and I mean a really 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 long time ago over two decades ago and he's been a part of my family since I want to say I want to say him and my my uh, he, him and I dated about 25 years ago I want to say that or no maybe 22 years ago let's just say that um but he's been a part of the family ever since so he's very good friends with my sister very good friends with my big brother he dotes with my mum and that's just how he is not so much with him and I though now I was really curious to know why the heck why do you care about how I deal with feelings of intimacy and he said no because I know that you you're different like you you don't really I just he said I don't really want you to give me bible scriptures but I want you to know I want to know the real like how you deal with it from day to day like what is your experience with this kind of stuff so I said to him um when I started this walk seriously I discarded everything that that I thought would explicitly attain to my walk with God Paul take me a million steps backwards but also anything that would um displease my father right so every single thing that I thought would be a problem for God and I I'd completely dropped it by the wayside, right? Completely dropped it by the wayside. He said, okay, so does that mean that you don't have these feelings or you just don't give in to them? And I said to him, "In the in, right now with my lifestyle, it's not something that comes up often at all. Um... But I also made it very abundantly clear to him that the atmosphere that I live in does not make way for uh, the friendships that I keep, the conversations that I keep, what I watch, what I feed myself. It does not make way for me to then have sexual conversations or me to uh, be flirtatious in this area or me to have, it it just doesn't give way to that. And I have intentionally made every effort to keep it that way 
Um, so he was like, okay, fine, 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 fine. Okay, fine. I asked him what he thinks about um, sex before marriage and why he was so curious to know how I would possibly deal with that kind of situation. Now, he said he does not believe that there is a right or wrong way to deal with sex outside of marriage. That it is not clear biblically what the right way to go is. Now, why that's important is because my ex is uh, the son of a pastor. My ex is someone who lives in his family home with his girlfriend of some time. And his family home is also a church where his father, the pastor, and family live. Now, him asking me all these questions, his curiosity at this point uh, was no match for mine because the deeper we got into this conversation, I almost felt like nobody had sat him down to tell him explicitly, yo, you can't, you can't be out here living with a lady that you are unsure whether you're going to marry in your family home which is also a church you can't be out here no one has ever corrected him on the issue I asked him whether his mixed views or his uncertain views represented the theology of his home and his church and his family and he said well, I think every, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, well, I think every pastor will try to convince people not to have sex, but I think it's a very individualistic thing. Uh, and then he went on to say, my, well, my father has never told me it's wrong. He's never told me I can't be up in, the, in this house with women. He's never told me that this is wrong. Um, honestly, the more that the conversation went on and on the more my heart was breaking because one thing that I I believe that that we should be doing in 2023 and we should be doing anyway is seeing people as souls yeah we should be asking ourselves how do we contribute to how someone shows up before God when it's their time and as far as I'm aware my ex's home and or at least his parents have been very predominant leaders within their faith for well over a decade but I know that the home church movement for them became quite serious I want to say in the last eight to ten years um so there were some serious concerns for me but I think the biggest thing was my ex is in his 40s um living in a home church but hasn't had that conversation with his pastor who was also his covering and his father about sex but women can stay women can live women live there women can do everything but that conversation had not yet existed When I was speaking to God about this, I said to him, Lord, I believe that you love this man so much that you would have him ask me this question because you knew without a shadow of a doubt that I'm going to come before you and plead for him to have the revelation of you and everything you stand for. I was lost for words. 
I was genuinely lost for words. When we ended the conversation, I texted him and I said, look, there's something that I should have said in the conversation that I didn't, but I'm going to say it here. I texted him on WhatsApp and I said, look, you can't love someone and you can't love God and have sex out of marriage with someone because it shows that you don't care about their relationship with God, neither your own. And one of the things that I have, I am absolutely certain about is if someone has no um, overarching fear of God, if someone has no focus on their relationship with God, it's going to be very difficult for them to focus and, and prioritize your own relationship with God. It's going to be very, very, very difficult. But so many questions were going around my head. So many questions. Now, I was in my garden just now, just doing some things. And while I was in the garden, I felt the Holy Spirit telling me to come on this podcast and talk about this issue. Um, no longer from the perspective of um, this is a conversation that my ex had with me yesterday, but about the conversation, but about pastor's kids and, and what it's like to have, to operate, to live in, a completely different paradigm shift from when you're on the pulpit um, and what it feels like and if it is if this is the norm um, had my ex not had this conversation with me it wouldn't be something that I have to consider I know that we have so many gossip sites that talk about pastors pastors families pastors kids this 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 and the double life that people live but this isn't that what this is is asking what it's like to parent adult children even um because I, I don't somehow in my mind I don't believe that parenting stops when children get to a particular age what is it like to parent children to lead children to um oversee children even adult children in 2023 when they have made decisions to uh, that that don't line up with what you believe. What is it like? Um, I have so many questions, but I think I want, what what I want to do is share the things that stood out for me the most. Um, the first point I actually I had pen and paper, and I wrote down the first point was which says the the pulpit doesn't always represent the home. And I think even outside of parenting, that may very well be true. But how does one um, not only make peace with that, but continue to work on that? Um, despite the fact that we, the body, can't see what the home looks like, the condition of the home, um, the relationship, the condition of the relationships and things that go on. How does one continuously work on that? so that you're going moving from strength to strength from glory to glory in that area the second thing is i wrote god cares tremendously about your children um i've always known that but yesterday when i came off the call with my ex that i don't necessarily have a relationship with where we are purely cured cordial because he is a he's now what i would consider a family friend he's closer to my entire family more than he is myself I realized the reason why he had that conversation with me is so that I can come before the Lord and pray about it. 
Um, and that's only because God knew that I would come before him and immediately start praying and asking for my ex's soul, his mind, his life to be renewed by his life to be transformed by the renewing of his mind, not just on this issue, but just in general. I also wrote that uh, God cares tremendously for your children. The devil is after them. Don't give up. Never stop praying. Um, I don't know whether my ex-father-in-law in his mind feels that my ex will always be this way and so it just is what it is. Um, I, I really don't know what, I don't know all the the details on that. But what I do want to say is if you have ever got to a point as a pastor where your children are inside or outside of your home but you've seen a behavioural pattern, you've seen them do something or say something or feel something um, that doesn't line up with God but you've seen them do it long enough to make you think this is just how they are and you've made peace with it, I want to come before you and say don't make peace with it at all. One, nothing is impossible for God, but it's really, really important that we don't move, we don't budge from the heart posture of intercession for these babies who, for whatever reason, have made their own choices. But a choice of a man isn't more supreme than the God that we are praying to concerning these very choices. So I'm really praying that if if there's anything that I could do that it is to encourage you to continue to praying for your pray for your children for your nieces for your nephews for whoever even if you've seen them behave in a way that they've always behaved in um especially if you've seen them behave in a way two decades have gone past two and a half decades have gone past three decades have gone past and they're still behaving in this way they are still worthy of prayer and you being persistent in that area could really bring breakthrough for them. The third point that I made was those sort of conversations are worth having. Those sort of conversations are worth having. And by that, I mean the conversations about sex, the conversations about drugs and alcohol, the conversations about bad company, the conversations about spiritual warfare and the attack um almost like the inheritance of attack simply because i you are pastors there is almost like an open battle for children who come through the bloodline of those who have decided actually i'm going to steward my life the way that god has called me to which means leaving the world and walking in this particular way um so whatever if if i am speaking to a pastor who needs to have a conversation which you might find awkward you might find difficult you might think that your child finds awkward or they might find difficult I'm asking that you go before the Lord ask him to fill you with the words to say and do it these kind of conversations are really important and they're worth having I promise you they are the fourth point I made was pray that your children speak to people that know God or who are known by God I don't know. Some weeks ago, I was having a conversation with my ex again about the same topic, but it wasn't, he wasn't asking me questions. I was asking him questions. And I came away asking God, who is in his life to, to, where he could have a healthy discussion 
about what the outcome is of his of his life choices who is in his life right now that could ask him yo like what's going on um i am going to pray that even if your children have their adults and they have decided actually we want nothing to do with god we want nothing to do with him at all even if that's the decision that your children are making I'm going to pray that they bump into, that they ask questions, that they have conversations with, that they are befriended by people who know God and who are known by God. Why? Because these are the people that are going to go before God and catch them whatever path they're taking. doesn't matter how far you think these children have gone, that they will still, all roads will still lead back to God because they are strategically Um, placed in the hands of in the classrooms of in the workplaces of in the supermarkets with people who know god or who are known by god and who will hear the prayers concerning them it's super important uh the other point that i made was your silence is everything your silence is everything um when my ex told me he explicitly told me yes my my ex my he explicitly told me him and this lady that he lives with in the home church have a lot of sex and he explicitly told me well my father doesn't seem to have a problem with it um your silence is everything and that's i mean that's the end of the sentence i don't need to explain any further your silence is everything your silence is everything um the, the, the point after that that I made is salvation and the kingdom of God matters but I'm also going to follow that up with matters for your children whether they're in a church or not salvation matters for them whether they have the same understanding of you that, that you have of God or not salvation still matters the kingdom of God still matters and I really 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 want to encourage someone today that it doesn't your child if your child still has breath in their body i want to pray that the holy spirit will awake you to fall on your knees and start praying all over again for them to have the revelation of god and an encounter with god that they need um to transform to renew their life by the transformation of their mind or transform their life by the renewing of their mind um the final point that i made was responsibility i am not a mother yet um but even i had a responsibility to my ex who i don't have a relationship with we are purely cordial uh, cordial um because he has very fruitful relationships with the rest of my family but even in that conversation yesterday i allowed myself to push the thoughts of awkwardness out of the window so that I could tell him that God is worth choosing. Um, He's worth being chosen first, right? He's worth being chosen first. I made sure that he understood that this walk is not easy, but it is one that is worth it, not just for the the physical experience of life that we have now, but for the one that is yet to come. It is really, 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 really important 
that we understand our responsibility outside of being parents but just being uh, believers we have a responsibility to let people know lovingly you are in you're going to be in trouble with God if you continue this um if you're not already it is worth understanding the responsibility it is and valuing that it is worth looking at people as souls it is worth going before God and praying that he gives you words counsel strength my understanding wisdom knowledge to really see people the way that he does yesterday the conversation that I had with my ex again who I'm purely cordial with we're not friends we don't have that kind of relationship uh we don't video call each other or anything of the sort um that could have been if it was somebody else though I, and I dread that it could have been that it would have been somebody else that he had a conversation with uh that that could have been an opportunity for that person to be judged it could have been an opportunity for them to be ridiculed or laughed at for his father to be judged for somebody else in the house to be judged because the house is a church and this is clearly a lifestyle that seems to be welcomed but at the end of it all i felt was the god that i pray to must love this boy this man sorry this man who has asked me these questions he must love him um i am praying today that the children of pastors across nations anybody who has even been a pastor for five minutes whether you are listening to this podcast and you no longer pastor even you i pray that your children are covered in prayer and i am praying that they will be strategically on the same path of people i don't care if it's in the supermarket i don't care if they use a public toilet and they bump into someone but i pray today that god um really reveals his truth and his character and his love and the purpose and destiny of those who feel and live the way that my ex does i'm also praying for pastors who haven't had that conversation who have for whatever reason been silent um in the lives of their children there's a scripture in the old testament i should have found it before i started this podcast so that i could actually read it but i didn't because i was really keen to get on here of a guy who had two twins he had two sons who were out in the church whoring i believe they were sleeping around with lots of women and he was reprimanded the father was reprimanded and he was told go ahead and talk to these children talk to these boys and he didn't and i believe he died um their conversations i believe that they're conversations that need to be had with children i believe it and these were adult children they were i do not believe that they were underage children just out here having sex no they were grown (laughs) they were grown so i'm praying that god gives us the love and the compassion the understanding and the importance the urgency the conviction whatever it is that we need for us to do what is necessary before him and in the lives of those who we might think oh they know what they're doing whatever they've made their choice is what it is 
Um, it's never too late. Silence is everything. Um, and these conversations are worth having. That's what I really, really, really want to say. These conversations are really worth having. I did text my ex afterwards and I said, I'm really glad that you asked me that question because I know you better now. What I didn't say is, now I know you better. I'm going to fall on my face and pray for you day and night. I didn't say that because I didn't want him to think I'm never going to call her again. But ultimately, that's the response. The response is me going before God and saying, I need for you to transform his life. And I need for you to renew his mind because the enemy cannot get the victory of this soul. He cannot. He absolutely cannot. So I just want to share that with you. Um, I really just want to share that with you. And I hope it makes sense to somebody or all of you. Anybody that comes across this podcast and listens to it. I pray it makes sense to you. I really do. I'm going to pray to close. Thank you. It's 28 minutes long. Thank you. If you have been a real one and you got to the end of this podcast, my God, I pray that the spirit of the living God um, has something unique for you to do or he awakens something in you to have a conversation with someone that absolutely needs it because salvation is our stake here. In the mighty name of Jesus, join me for prayer. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, this journey, this journey, Father, I thank you for calling us. I thank you for choosing us. I thank you for purpose and destiny. I thank you for the life of every single person that might come across this podcast and every single person that might come across this episode or any other episode before this one. Lord, you are the one that has shaped the standard that we live in you are the one that has called it to be so and it is so father we thank you for the standard we thank you for righteousness we thank you for holiness we thank you for the fear of the lord we thank you for salvation we thank you for the steps being ordered our steps being ordered we thank you for the conversations you've called us to have i thank you for even asking me to do this podcast lord may you be glorified in the lives of those who feel that somehow you don't really care. Father, may you be glorified. I'm asking for a speedy work in the in the lives of those who somehow feel they are outside of what you are willing to do, what you are wanting to do, who somehow feel that you don't choose them. Lord, may your will be done. Father, I pray that you forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for the conversations we've chosen not to have. Forgive forgive us for things we've walked away from. Father, I pray for other opportunities. I pray that the opportunity comes around again for us to do the things that you need us to do in this hour. Father, I pray for mercy. May this week the mercy of God speak for us. Father, may you purify us, consecrate us, and just set us apart for you, your work, your way, your purpose, your destiny. Father, I thank you. I pray that this podcast in particular does what you set out for it to do. May we have more conversations like this, Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Thank you for the conversation I had yesterday. Thank you for the ability to come before you, the opportunity to come before you and pray concerning this matter. In the mighty name of Jesus, may your will be done. Amen. Amen. Pastor, dear pastor, thank you for joining me. I've been Sydney today. You have been blessed. Um, I pray that every single conversation that you need to have, you have. 
and I pray that God ushers those opportunities knowing he's with you he's absolutely with you I'm praying for your children and I don't mean just children that you've given birth to but children people that are in your life who need there's something inside of you that they need to see or hear um I'm praying for them and I'm also praying for you god bless you god bless you god bless you until next time take care